so good. Yeah, everything's great. Florida's amazing. Everyone should be here. Mm. And yeah, I was there um, recently for Godale Fenster's event. Mm, uh, well, not his sure. event, but there was some Shabbaton there. Eisenberg, yes. Well, yeah, right. okay. Eisenberg's yeah, Eisenberg's event. Okay. I, yeah, I went there. Was in Bay Harbor, near Bell Harbor. Sure. Took took mm-hmm. place in Surfside at the Shul. Nice. I had a great time. I th- I thought it was really different experience than what you conventionally get. When you're mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so I went to Steve Eisenberg's singles events weekend. The weekend it was a mm-hmm. singles events weekend. It was okay. It, yeah, very different from something conventional out here. Adopt the Shadchan. My friend and I who went, we were the only New Yorkers there. We were really, that was it. We were the only New Yorkers. Pretty we were the only New York guys there. There there was no other New York guys. A few New York girls. Everyone was out of town. Florida, Pennsylvania. There was a lot of Philly girls. California, a lot of LA wow. girls. A few girl, a few people flew in from Israel and Britain, and Paris. Dude, like I sat next to this girl from Paris. You didn't know any English, so I made the joke. Oh, I left my my Google translator at home. So <laughs> I was brave to come. She she was beautiful, but that's not a dream of mine to end up with a wife who you don't speak their language, literally and figuratively. Mm. It was just it was not enjoyable because. She, all men and women are always connected on the same. I, 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 I wanted to talk to her. This one just didn't. She didn't know what to say. Oh. So we were translating through the waiter's app, though. I got to say, Gadali Fenster, stud. He is a stud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was oh, very yeah. impressed by him. Nothing impresses me today. Nothing. Madam Shid and Avery, <laughs> when he's self-finding de- himself, that's it. So... Seeing Gadale Fenster in person, he was he was so good. He was regal. He was cordial. Yeah, yeah. He was a boss, and he was really yeah. humble. He and and he worked. He worked the whole time. He was not what sitting. He was not sitting at this mm-hmm. table. Five hundred singles in the Shul in Ball Harbor in in, in Surfside. And, mm-hmm. and he was not sitting and just, oh, yeah, come up to me. I'm eating. I'm, I'm chilling. No, he was working the floor the entire wow. time. Go, run, wow. Everyone was running over to him. He was going over to people who he knew. Wow. The guy didn't sit down and take a break. Wow. Uh, I, I was so wiped out. I, but, so I, I got a little bit of his speech in, but his speech was really on target with the mantra and values of the show. And he mm-hmm. was pretty much saying that you really got to make the investment in yourself, move forward with your life. You don't know when it's, you just, just be, be prepared when it happens, do the work, but you can't just mm-hmm. sit around. You can't just sit around and like, ex- yeah. think if I continue doing things this way, it's going to happen. Dude, I went to Carlos and Gabby's the other night, bumped into this girl from the shit core, said, Hey, what mm-hmm. is going on, Aliza? And I was like, you got to come on the show. She, we knew each other in the Shidduch core. She's mm-hmm. 29 something that, and she's good, good. Okay. Why don't you join me? Cause I was just went mm-hmm. to pig out. I went to pig out at Carlos mm-hmm. and Abby's. Mm-hmm. She's like, Oh cool. Yeah. Who else is coming? I'm like, it's just me. She's like, what? Like, yeah. Just me. <laughs> You're shocked. And she's wow. like, yeah. So she didn't really know what to do. You sit there and process it, honey. And then she ended up coming mm-hmm. and sitting with me and we were mm-hmm. talking and mm-hmm. she's, yeah, um, I'm, I'm 29. I want to buy a house and I can't. And I'm, why? She's, well, because 
in a shitter system. You have a house, you're moving on in life, you're giving up. And I'm like, no, man, no. No, not at all. You know, not at all. Um, yeah, in, in the pigeonhole mindset, I get that. The regimented mm -hmm. mindset, yeah. So mm -hmm. that pretty much, and now I'm here. Avery, what do you have to say? Wow, you really gave me a great lead-in. I want to hear from a Hoover. I don't. I, yeah, we're I'm we're not interested. Here. We're gonna start the episode. I have nothing to say. And nobody talks Shidokim podcast episode ninety-eight, return of the Shid Queen. Mm -hmm. We're here with a Hoover, Holy Shid, Shandleman, and LCSW co-host of NTS, and the chief creator of Holy underscore underscore Shid. Ahuva, what's what's up in Florida. Florida is amazing. It's amazing. Winter has been amazing here. I didn't even know it was winter. It's really <laughs> cool. And I'm all that. about that. Yeah. You so sound, you sound quite great. relaxed. I'm super zen right now. First of all, it's past my bedtime. It's eight o'clock. <laughs> so I'm basically in bed, but we'll also record a podcast. Mm. Oh, okay. That's good. Recording a podcast in bed. That is... That's something. Have we? Have I? Have I done that? You might have done that, Avery. This is bed. Like, <laughs> this room. was your bed. Yeah, this was your bed. Yeah. This was. I did give you a heads up. You're like, are we doing video? Just phone. I'm just phone. It's a pajama party. It's eight o'clock. Pajama late. party. I had a a podcast I listened to. It was called Pajama Party Podcast. It was with Jamie Lynn Siegler and Robert Eigler, who played in The Sopranos, who were in The Sopranos film, who played the children, and they did a podcast they had a studio everything was set and literally by the way came mm -hmm. out just around the time our podcast came out and then mm -hmm. covid came because <laughs> jamie lynn is ms so she's hot high she's she, mm -hmm. she had to quarantine to, then just like it was literally two years of zooming yeah. and, uh, they yeah. ended up they ended up closing the podcast down because another podcasting company assigned the two these two so it's interesting so yeah pajama party pajama party it was pajama party with the shed and nobody talks shit of him yeah who wouldn't want to join that people, who wouldn't want to come I, I i can name a few people avery's <laughs> avery's cousin favory <laughs> avery has a cousin named Favry. ever uh, think it's all going to be solved after you tie the knot i do or it did well, the good news is, is that a bunch of it is solved. So a bunch of it is, but the journey doesn't stop there. NTS co-host and holy shit creator Ahuva leads us in Shidduch conjugation <laughs> in front of the Shidduch congregation. Myths singles have about marriage. Ahuva, what are some myths singles have about marriage? I feel like everything's going to be solved. It's it's all mm -hmm. it's done. You can put up that you don't have to grow. I know Avery has been someone who's mentioned this a lot. All his friends who are like, "Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I don't have to grow anymore. I don't have to do anything for society or my my family. I just, I'm done. I'm married, and it's it's all good. Mm -hmm. Throw in the towel." Mm -hmm. So, what are some of the biggest myths? Well, I think that there are just basic myths. And I think that the thing with myths are is that it somewhat exists. It's going to be somewhat true, but it's not going to be either all the way true or always true, which is what makes it a myth. Because if it's never true, no one would ever think that, right? Mm -hmm. So, for example, a myth is I won't be lonely anymore. 
Well, I mm. hope so. I hope that you're a healthy person marrying another healthy person that's going to have a healthy relationship and you're not going to feel lonely. But the truth is that when I'm working with couples, they're often lonely. They're not alone, but they're often lonely and they need to work through that. Is that true for everybody? No. But I do believe that in the span of the marriage, in the life cycle of the marriage, you're often going to be lonely, even though you're not alone. And those are times that you need to work through things and figure out, why am I feeling lonely? I have to go to bed with that night. Why am I lonely? Things like that. Do you think that's a societal thing in terms of loneliness, that this society that we currently live in because of social media, TikTok, Instagram platforms, whatever, feel lonelier? Or maybe our parents and generations before we even knew what this feeling was felt those Mm -hmm. same things and just lived with it and didn't name what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I think also Avery that the expectations of what we're going to get inside of a marriage has shifted where we sort of look toward one person to fill all of our needs where I think that in the older generations, they didn't look towards their spouse for everything. Right. Let's say the man, the old school, he brought home the money and the woman raised the children. Right. So there was a division of labor. It was an understood that maybe the husband wouldn't be as present. You'd have to call a handyman to fix stuff. It was sort of more of an understanding of the roles. And nowadays it does everything. So it's very easy to get disappointed or to feel alone or to feel let down or to feel not performing fully for you or in the way that you hope. I love that handyman analogy. So true, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's so true. It's like it was, there was one parent or spouse, a partner, one partner was at home kind of taking care mm-hmm. of things. It's mm-hmm. funny because I was watching just the other week, I was watching one of the 2000s greatest comedies. I don't know if everyone, anyone mm-hmm. remembers, called Duplex with Ben Stiller. And... Ah, that girl, she's so popular with the lips. So what's her name? Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Are, mm-hmm. are these two people you've heard of? Me? Yeah. Are, are you? That's like insulting. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Insulting. I don't know anymore. You don't know anymore. Was that an age question or it was, was a Florida question? I ta- it's a Florida thing. It's a Florida aging. So, so Ben Stiller. Okay. And it's that. And and it was interesting because actually Ben Stiller stayed at home and he was a writer. So he was always in the house and everything that, and I think Danny DeVito actually directed that film. Interestingly enough, but yeah, so he was waiting at home, waiting for the handyman and waiting for all these things. And it was an interesting dynamic of a relationship. So just, just, just thinking about that. Yeah. So I think that like people get married, they have this, there's two things happening when somebody gets married, okay? Or when somebody's looking for somebody to get married. They're looking for someone to love and who loves them that they feel loved by, right? Being recognized, known, loved. And then often they're looking for a lifestyle. They're looking Mm -hmm. for a key, an entryway, a portal into the life they want to live. And this person is going to bring them to that life, Mm -hmm. right? So, for example, if somebody's looking for somebody that's professional, usually they want a certain type of economic status, right? They don't want to just, they're not looking to marry a teacher. Well, what if they what if they find a teacher? Let's say a girl's going out, this guy's a math teacher, third grade. 
passionate about what he does. He's the best math teacher on the planet. And he loves her and she loves him, but he's not going to give her the life that she's hoping to get through marriage. She may not marry him. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay, so now it what does. if the same girl then goes out with a lawyer, right? Who is a litigator and he had big accounts and this is it, right? Mm-hmm. And then she gets married and realizes he has millions of dollars in debt. Mm-hmm. He's, she's upset Income because he might be she was not just looking for someone to love her she was also looking for a key a portal mm-hmm. into the world and into the life that she wanted to live and I think that that was a, a very basic example with money but I think that happens a lot where there's an expectation connected to the person that's mm-hmm. not necessarily accurate to the person and I think that these are the myths mm-hmm. these are the myths Hey, how come I'm I'm not getting all that? Absolutely. And then people are so scared to pivot off of these things. And that's Mm -hmm. what life is, right? Pivoting. You have a... Yeah. Why? Why are people so stuck and regimented? I mean, I know why, but... but Yeah, I think it's fear and and control, right? I'm scared, so I want to take control. So if I'm taking control, then I need A, B, C, and Z, because that equals ESG. Yeah. But then A, B, C, and Z don't equal ESA, and then everyone's freaking out, mm-hmm. right? Another myth is when I'm married, I'll be more accepted in the community. Yes, but that's true, though. <laughs> so it is true, but I, I've been speaking to some of my clients, some of my friends. You get married as an older single. You're, let's say, 35, right? Newly married. You're so happy. You, you move into a community. Mm-hmm. Now, you're not... 20, 21, 22, the newlyweds, but you don't have kids and making bar mitzvahs and PTA and all that, the people your age. Yeah, that's my So once again, you're feeling very displaced. I have an uncle that got married at about, I think, 36 or 37. And his kids now are, I think, 17 or 18-ish in that age range. 10 years Mm -hmm. So they're Yeah, 10 years below. and, And a lot of the girls in their class and their grade for the most part were their parents were 10 years younger than my uncle and every time my uncle would come to pick up their kids from school they would say daddy why are you dressed so old why is your car Mm. such an old car look at all the other people's parents they're so so cool and they're younger Mm. and okay that's something you have to think about wow look at the difference right then again isaac likes to say i'm quoting isaac Mm. here some of these people, unfortunately, are just mental midgets. Yeah, meaning yeah. they don't have they say egregious things to understand things that are not black or white, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's that element of it. I went to a kiddish in a show the other week in a neighborhood that I will not disclose the name of uh, Jewish community, <laughs> but a very prominent Jewish community. <laughs> very prominent. <laughs> Very prominent, maybe the most prominent. And, Bullock, definitely. <laughs> and this this person sees me standing in the back, davening next to my my dad and someone I knew, and he clearly notices I'm not wearing a talus, and oh. he makes a comment. So so who are you? Which part of the family are you? Like, oh, that's my uncle. He's making the bar mitzvah, whatever. And uh, so your uncle, he's dead. He dragged you out from. He dragged the, everyone from the neighborhood to come to this thing. You think that's right? <laughs> you think that's good? Um, what the heck is wrong with you? 
I think he's a great guy. He's a stand-up person. Everyone so enjoys classic. his company. I love my uncle. I appreciate his company. And the guy was just like dumbfounded. He had no idea what to say. Yeah, because he because wow. he he was trying to antagonize trying you. To, yeah, um, for no and, apparent reason. And, and not by the way, not in a not malicious way. No, it's no. just the common New York Jewish culture. Oh. Could you believe? Yeah. Could you believe it? They slept you out of the Upper West Side. Like uh-huh. that's the only thing they know. This guy would know what yeah. to say. Yeah. And you were a target. You had no you had no talus on this guy's. Oh, finally, someone that I don't feel insecure around mm-hmm. because I got one up on him. Mm-hmm. And we do that a lot as human beings. I I, I, yeah. I, I see, especially oh, yeah. as from Jews, it's very common mm-hmm. as a discriminated minority. Yeah. I love it. I actually told a black friend of mine at the lounge and he's like, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I'm like, yeah. No, no one knows discrimination. Like you, my friend, but yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm discriminated and I'll tell what, cause what happened? I, I told him I went to see an apartment in a Jewish community out here. No, I'll just say it in Far Rockaway. I'll give you the address. I'll give you the address. Go. People should go to this guy's house. Yeah. I checked it out. I was like, this is really nice. And mm-hmm. everything checked out. I brought in these letters of recommendation from Hochul and Governor DeSantis. And everyone was like, There's, I, I was getting this apartment. Oh. And so the guy on the way, I was like, oh, by the way, you want to meet your wife? I said, oh, I'm not married. Oh. I said, but I have a girlfriend. She'll, because I knew what he was going to say. He's like, oh, okay, well, we'll be in touch. I got a text right, right, le- five minutes later. We're only looking to rent out the apartment to oh, a couple. <laughs> to a married couple. Mm. Uh, oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? And by, I just, Insane. it really does exist. It's just a total, total discrimination mm-hmm. against singles. It happens also at the workplace. I was working with a guy. We were underpaid. We, we we made peanuts, but it was what it was. And I actually got promoted before him. By the way, Jewish place. Second he got engaged, he was told he's getting the wedding package. <laughs> he got a high raise. I was like, that is always bothers me so much. It's such a Jewy thing, by the way, yeah. where in the in Jewish businesses often you hear the bosses ask if you're interviewing there the boss will be how much do you need to make what wow what how much how much do how much value do I bring to this company and how much will you compensate me for that value that I'm bringing how much oh, do you need absolutely. to make how much do you That's need crazy yeah, how much parochial. do you need? And then, and then, and then they, and then you have a baby, and they're giving you a raise because now you need more, right? right. And then it's yontif, so they throw some money at you because now you Bonus. need a little yes. more. It's like, yes. I yes. Off, off of theirs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's strings attached to that. That's not. Yeah, there's strings attached uh, to everything, deal. but it, I'm always going to call out what's wrong. What's wrong? It's wrong. Nepotism. You know? Nepo not babies. to say that it's not going to happen at a company that uh, has Mormons running it. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I've, I've worked for Brit, Brits before. Brits. Whoa. Wow. Unbelievable shuffle. Shuffle. Shuffleboard games we would play. Oh. You can see. Yeah. But yeah, pretty much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still call it out. And yeah, we, I, think, I think people don't realize that. And if anyone's listening from the Jewish Daily Forward... <laughs> Contact us. We'll we'll do an investigation. We're, we're, we're I'm ready. I'm ready to wear a wire. I'm ready to wear a wire. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun though. 
All right, so uh, they'll have to they'll have to find out how much of a raise I don't get because I'm single at the podcast and I work for you. No way, this is one. They'll have to. They'll have. What do you mean? IJ's doubling your salary. I didn't know. Oh yeah, starting tomorrow. What's zero times double? Zero times Avery. Oh, is Avery his cousin? I didn't know. His bizarro cousin. (laughs) Looks Avery just is a little greener, and has a a limp and a hunchback. All right. Anyway. Nice. So interesting about that. Okay, so fine. But actually, I wanted to. I, de- I did want to touch up on what you were saying there to kind of move away from these paradoxes that I keep on bringing up. So uh, you were saying before Ahuva that doesn't solve a lot, and I I actually agree with that. I do agree with that. Because so yeah, I probably just need to explain the fact it. You're not married, it. right? So being yeah. single in the world and especially in the firm world is a problem in and of itself. So the the problem that it solves is now you're not single. Now you're married. But it doesn't solve all the issues or all the expectations that you may have that don't get met. It actually gives you more problems to deal with because now you're not just dealing with you. You're also dealing with another person and then the relationship between the two of you. And hopefully there's a lot of joy and a lot of connection and a lot of pleasure and a lot of dreams coming true. Hopefully, I mean, that is what we hope in getting married and starting families and, and moving forward. There's a lot of good to look forward to, but the challenges are huge in marriage. And then you bring a child in. I mean, this is also hard. I think when people get married younger and again, depending on who you are and what community and what your rabbi says and what you believe, but people do wait a little bit to have children nowadays where they'll take a year or two and they'll get to know each other and they'll travel a little bit or they'll finish their degrees or, lay a better financial foundation for themselves when you get married older in the older single scene it's sort of you have this pressure like i gotta get moving on this Mm -hmm. and you don't always Mm -hmm. take the time to to work through that part of your relationship and then there's also the stress am i pregnant am i pregnant i'm pregnant i'm not pregnant Mm -hmm. so you you dive right into so many stressors Mm -hmm. and and i think that the the fairy tale and that halo like it's birth yeah, it really bursts very quickly, and mm. you need a lot of support. And I also think that friends that have been married a while are the best support for people. Because I know with my friends that got married recently, they would call me, and they're so ashamed to say something. I don't know, I just went to the mix on this or that. Some, some, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's happened to me 57 times. And they're like, really? I'm like, yes. And then they like fail. So I think a great support for newlyweds in general, but especially older singles that are getting married, to really have that married friend because so many things that you think are going wrong or that are not normal or mm-hmm. you're struggling with are things that most married people do. Yeah. See, I'm taking the easy way out. I'm just like going to stick to the 20 to 22 year old crowd. So we don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah. And this is like an interesting myth. I feel like it's a reverse myth in a way, a helpful disillusionment of a myth mentioned to me that she always felt as an older single that married people would look at her as never pathetic almost oh so sad that she's single yeah that she's single absolutely that's how they look at us yeah and she so so here's the perspective that's interesting i hadn't thought of it and as a married person maybe i can weigh in on this but Mm -hmm. she said how now that she's married she sees that the married people that she's hanging out with look at older singles with envy Yes. They're so free. They just don't have anything holding them back. They Mm. can do whatever they want. They don't have to ring childcare and this and that. Total jealousy, though. It's total jealousy. 
Yeah. The ones that so. don't, they're they, every, meaning, by the way, they're not mutually exclusive. They mm-hmm. can, they can, they, they do yeah. both. They're, they're, they're looking yeah. at you saying, yeah. there's clearly something wrong with you because you're not married. And I would just say, screw, mm-hmm. you can go screw yourself. Screw you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because you got lucky and it was in your cards and God said, hey, you're mm-hmm. going to be married at this age and I'm going to, that's not you. That's not me. Th- these mm-hmm. are our paths. This is the journey. This is what mm-hmm. our soul's here to do. So that's the first thing. And then mm-hmm. the second thing you were saying is that, yeah, dude, they are so jealous. I said it on a, wow, an episode 85, Avery. I told you. They're just jealous. They're so jealous. And I will hype it up in front of them. I'll perseverate about the single mm-hmm. life. And we were just talking in the pre-show a little bit. I got a, I got a, new, I got a new car. And uh, all right. So I got a new truck. All right. I got the truck. And uh, man, people are drooling over this. They're drooling over the fact that I got the truck at such a young age. I'm just like, man, I'm taking care of myself. That money, if Mm -hmm. I was married, would be going to the Rosh Yeshiva's truck. Mm -hmm. Now Mm -hmm. it's going to mine. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Right, Avery? Yeah, I would say that on that last point that Ahuva made is that people probably do look at singles or single people with some sort of envy. Yeah. People mm-hmm. who are free-spirited, who are living their life authentically, who don't have all this pressure weighing down on them and are not trying to fit into some sort of mold or model that they potentially aren't able to fit into, it would make sense that they're happier and feel lighter and I know for myself, mm-hmm. when I feel like I have more options in life, sometimes I can breathe again. I always have to go back. Mm-hmm. I have to like, remind myself, okay, I have options. I'm not stuck in my job. I'm not stuck mm-hmm. yeah, in this relationship. Yeah. I'm not stuck feeling this way about myself because of mm-hmm. whatever reason. And I think, mm-hmm. like you said, people need to find spaces where what they're doing makes them feel normal and validated. Mm-hmm. So if that's hanging out with your single friends, Maybe that's what you need. If that's hanging out with people who are more positive about some sort of aspect, a book club, Republican club, a country club, a Democrat club, I don't, it doesn't really matter what, but it's something, it's something to, you know, take on as your own and and pursue. Mm -hmm. Envelop themselves in. In in a passion. Yeah. That's why I think you see so many people nowadays searching or or being extremely dedicated. I mean, I'm, I live in Manhattan now, so I see so many young people protesting. Whatever, this this life matters, that life matters, Trump in prison, whatever it is, they're dedicating their life to some sort of passion. They're so consumed with it that, yeah, okay, people will hate what they're doing or, or not doing, I don't know, or a religious passion. of someone wants to be a rub or a rabbi, they're so consumed with it that it envelops their life and they don't, have to worry about it but people from the outside will try and tear it down because it makes them uncomfortable so yeah yeah that's very true and i think that married people and single people it it makes sense for us to spend more time together but we end up dividing into these subgroups Mm -hmm. because married people often need want to feel that freedom and that lightness and hanging out with your single friends could help get some of that air some of that freedom some of that lightness mm-hmm. and and in terms of the single friends i think it also is helpful to hang out with married people and to hear the goings-on in their lives so that there is not as much of a disillusionment when yeah. hopefully it's their turn 
True. Though everybody has that one, two, or three married friends. No offense, married people. I'm not picking on you, but you make plans to go out, and they say, oh, let's go out. Oh, the wife. The wife's tuna casserole from lunch came up. I can't. It came Right, back. but that's BS. I mean, of we all know that's BS. It it's is. like, I need to ask my husband or my husband. That, that always irritated me, literally, since I'm like a young teenager. What does that mean that when a woman asks another woman, hey, can we, hey, do you want to go out? And the answer is, I need to ask my husband. It's just, it's so irritating. It's so. It's uh, co- it's so codependent. Like codependent, dehumanizing. Okay. Yeah. It's, why don't you just say, I love that idea. Let me get back to you. In one I, to see exactly. if I could figure it all about, out. Let me think about that. Yeah. Let, yeah. Me, let me check my calendar. Let yes. me check my calendar. Let me make sure I don't have anything else going check on. And I, I would love to meet you. Mm-hmm. So some, anyone that's using the wife card or the husband card, it's just an easy way out for them not to go. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and you could see that in a society as well. Some people who are just married to their job or married to their mm-hmm. career will use that as an excuse as well. Yeah. I have exactly. A roommate who is just working around the clock jobs, this, that finding a, speaking to recruiters to find mm-hmm. new jobs, speaking to recruiters, recruiters to find mm-hmm. jobs as their recruiter. I don't even know what, but just to find mm-hmm. different ways to scheme up and make more money. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is what this guy's doing in his twenties. Yeah. You know, good like, for him. Just, <laughs> go ahead. Go, go live your life trying to chase a, a new job. I hope it works. I hope that makes that. It wouldn't make me happy. Mm-hmm. I understand it for him. Yeah. I get it. It it you know? is it is definitely something that also irritates me, yeah. especially when I was a traveler, Shabbat meal traveler, and mm-hmm. I'd always hear, "Yeah, oh, I got to check my with my wife. I got to like just yeah, just tell me you'll get back to me or check the calendar. That's normal, man. You don't have to blame the wife. And also, we I, I've seen it on TV. I know I haven't, and then and there, where mm-hmm. you kind of downplay. You make you make the partner you make your 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 wife or your husband the bad guy. Why can't you do it? But so yeah, and you're also presenting yourself as so weak. I get that maybe there's yeah. a kind of respect. Oh, of course, we all married people are gonna check with our spouses before we make plans to be out for the night. It's a normal human decent mm-hmm. thing, especially mm-hmm. if you have children. Either you have to have a babysitter or your husband's going to be home or your wife's going to be home. It's obvious. It's just the response, the automatic response to tell another human being that upon being asked if you want to hang out. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel there's so much disrespect to self and disrespect to other in that type of answer. Me, I could be hypersensitive to this, but I, I, it always, always irritated me. And I don't know why this is triggering another trigger that I'll just bring up. Maybe it's connected to this is I'm so triggered when a wife calls the husband the the daddy or Tati or Abba, oh, like gross. addresses yeah. them, right? Yeah, it's like so, gross. so dehumanizing of the relationship. Yeah. You yeah. understand you're each human beings and your people and your husband and wife. I understand telling a child, go ask your dad or go ask mm-hmm. daddy when you're talking to your child. But to yeah. actually address a spouse as Abba or daddy or Ta or whatever it pops, it's just grating. And I think somehow these two are related. It's just so it's disrespectful to self and other, and it's disrespectful to the relationship, whether it's outward toward a friend, to yourself or to your spouse. It matters. Can we just talk about yeah. that? Yeah. It really matters oh, because yeah. it reflects how you think and what you believe. And what you believe and what you think is actually what you end up manifesting in your life. Mm-hmm. And I often feel if we clean up certain things in our language, you're going to have a completely different life. 
So here's something yeah. that I recently started yeah. doing. It's like really has crazily changed my life. I started changing every but into and. Yes, and. Mm-hmm. But... Right? I'd love to yes. come out, but I have PTA, right? Like, I'd love to come out and I have PTA that night. I was, I was, it is that I was actually, I was watching randomly, randomly on the plane. When I went to Florida, they had real time with Bill Maher popped up and I'm obviously, Mm -hmm. I'm not politically aligned with him, but I think he's a chiller and he's an old school guy. And Mm -hmm. he actually, he had this doctor of wordology vocabulary on and this guy was insane. I got to get the info over for that and he was actually he was saying the same thing he he hated how people say but and he was also he also he was these idioms that have come up he was he was mm. pontificating on this guy was on an intellect i've never heard about before wow so send me that link i gotta send it to you. yeah and who was he on with he was on with man i wish i i wish i was prepared for this where's my where's the the engineer here get it on the screen jamie they doing rogan yeah, it was it was all these classic terms people use. Yeah, and, uh, and because it's not just that it's irritating to hear the terms, it's actually limiting your life yes. because it limits your belief system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then your life is as small as the way that you talk, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I heard another one recently that I used pretty soon after I heard I, I it, it enlightened me. It was changing only to already. So I, let's say I, I only, I only made one thing for Pesach, but, or I already made something for Pesach. I already, right. That's incorrect. It's so expansive. It's so kind. It's so positive. It really changes the way you talk, changes the way you feel, the way you believe. Mm. Yeah, right. I, I've seen Only it with millennials. Already. It's interesting. I think you, I think you, me, and Avery are going to have that challenge continuing going forward because there's been so many idioms created, and that's what it is. It's an idiom. It's been created via the that the tech the the texting the texting platform. Meaning people text them. We we did not grow up with that, where you were chatting on a computer maybe right. for for thirty minutes a day in computer class that's when we did it Uh, or or if you got if you were able to download a american instant messenger you're able to do that and you were able to message some cute girls from akhla or or ncsy whatever so i remember doing that yes so exactly that first of all i did have to say if i'm dating a little fine young thing and she wants to call me daddy i'm totally down the second thing I wanted to say, I was hope that you understand I what do. you just said. You no. I hope you realize how cringeworthy it was. Cringeworthy. Okay, said. like I mean, a twenty-one-year-old approved yeah. girl, uh, Ahuva, send over a few after the show. Do me a favor, okay? I know Avery wants to ruminate <laughs> on this for the rest of the day. Uh, no, I'm not. But uh, I do actually. I'm going to be spending the whole night writing about it in my journal. <laughs> that's that's the way I do it, man. Do you know what Zaddy is? Daddy. Wait, was what? Zaddy with a Z. Oh no! What's a zaddy? Is that a zaddy? What is that? Yeah, so it's an older dad. A zaddy. Zaddy. <laughs> I heard some weird. Not zaddy. It's like daddy. Yeah. A non-binary zaddy, daddy. That's no. It's a white, salt and pepper-haired, hot dad. Zaddy. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'm gonna have to add this to the list. To the list. Yeah, to the wordologist. Yeah, I have to get you that. I'm, I'm going to get you that clip, and it was great. And mm-hmm. he was going on a 
he wasn't going on a tantrum. I hate mm. it. Just let, let's think of a common thing people say today. What's yeah. a common thing people yeah. say today? Well, talking about idioms and texting and the way that we've been programmed in our generation, so that if you have an iPhone, and I'm sure Androids have this too, but I'm just not familiar, you can type in words in, on your keyboard for autocorrect. So if you ever type in but, it just changes it to and. Mm. Like, that's pretty cool. Yep. We can have yep. this self-correction. Wow. If I ever yes. type in only... It could just change it automatically to already. So maybe it's time to empower ourselves with technology instead of blaming technology for the way that yeah. we've been limited in language and utilize Mashiach. it for expansion. Yeah, it's redemption. A tool. Here we it's, go. A, it's a tool that we can use to uplift our lives as opposed yeah. to mm-hmm. the way many people talk about generations. Yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk was just saying Shreya, that. He was just saying it's a that. Tool. Gary Vaynerchuk's mm-hmm. new mantra is he's going on social media. He's like, I am sick and tired of, of parents saying how social media is destroying this country. Technology destroying the world. Enough. Everything, everything. I'm doing his voice. Everything is, in, is mo- moderation, man. Everything's in moderation. That's what we right, need to Right, but there's learn. an addictive quality to the way that children and adults are using technology. So Gary V. Call me up. Let's talk about this. (laughs) There is an addictive nature Uh, to technology. I mean, so I agree that technology and social media can be used for good. I completely agree with that. But how many children, how many adults, how many teenagers are have such a virtual existence all week long that Shabbos becomes painfully, painfully isolating because they cease to exist in the world. Yeah, their yeah. I don't know how they do it. I know how they do and it they, today, and, 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 wow. Right, yeah. and their their physical presence and their physical lives are much less developed than their virtual online presence. So mm. turning that off mm. and sitting with self that's underdeveloped because of this is a very, very painful experience. So Gary V, yes, I get it. I get it, and parents would be 30 minutes a day or none. I told you last podcast, we moved to Florida. There are no screens in my home. That is a decision we need as parents. However, my children are going to grow up and they're going to make their own decisions and they're going to have their own challenges. I have my own challenges with phone and technology and social media. Yeah, exactly. We all do. So there is an addictive nature Mm. to the way that phones are in our hands, availability, easy, the amount of very small attention needed to get a lot of information, the stimulation. It's, It's an Gary, I feel there's a missing piece to that argument there. I hear what he's saying in a sense. Right, we're not going to capitulate. I, and I hear what you're saying that yes, that's that as society moves on and generation becomes more efficient and and technology advances even more so, we're going to have more and more tools that are just TikTok and Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. will envelop and take up more of our time. Back in the 80s, 70s, 60s, whatever, back in the early era of America, mm-hmm. people would just go to bars, you know, become alcoholics after work instead yeah. of, mm-hmm. or become mm-hmm. sex addicts. Yeah. I'm sure you see less of that because instead of sex addicts, they're porn addicts, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of, I don't know, alcoholics, they're, they're doing whatever on, yeah. on their, well, there's just, they're, video they're more vehicles and using yeah, that more to, vehicles. to hit their dopamine. Exactly. Whatever right? it is, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. They yeah. could be workaholics. Mm-hmm. It could be workaholics. They could be. Yeah. Yeah. They, it's interesting yeah. that I, I learned by Parshas Noah, my father told me this for Torah, that the, the mabo 
went into the earth as deep as a plow can dig. So let's say three feet or five feet, whatever it is, that's the amount that the marble went into the earth. And it was because Noah invented the plow, which I yeah. didn't know either. Yeah, so that, like, that was a big piece of technology. Yes. And what, what did now that there was a plow, people had to work a lot less time to accomplish the same task. And the problem was what they did with that extra time that they just got through mm. technology. Mm. And I think that this is age old. This is the flood. This is why God destroyed the yes. world. This is what happens when we have technology and the time freed up is not then used for the betterment of the person, of the soul, and of, of oh. humanity. Uh, Rebbiton yes. shit. That was awesome. Uh, we got, yes. I think we got to the And hold that source. totally, you could totally correlate that. Mm. To, mm-hmm. tech, to the technology today. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. But I, I, I yeah. just think it's, it's not just necessarily about whether you're filling that time. It's how you're filling that time. So let's say you're filling it by, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be classic IJ here. Classic IJ. But like, going to shul, talking lush and hard with the boys, putting down the rabbi and throwing popcorn in the middle of Shimon Esrei at the single guy, just trying to make a living. Yeah, that's that's not good. But if you're like off to an improv class and you're trying to find yourself and work on yourself, that is a good thing. That is a good thing. Right. So I that think that's what's happening today is... Specific. <laughs> yeah. Avery, yeah. We're impervious. We, he, Avery's impervious. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. happening today is we I'm have virtual. Instacart and we have Amazon and we don't have to go to 10 stores to get our groceries. We can just have it delivered and things are so much easier. But then what are we doing with that extra time freed up? I mean, people are doing a lot of good things, right? We're sort of just yeah. focusing on what could go wrong. We're, uh, we're scrolling Instagram for those extra three hours a day. What yeah. happened with that time? Yeah. What happened with that time, right? So so technology is great. Look, it frees up all our time and this and that, right? We get all these different tools and inspiration right to your phone. Okay, so, so so how much time did it free up? And now what are we doing with that time? You know, we're all guilty of this in some way because the technology that's making it so easy and so convenient and saving you so much time is the same technology creeping in yeah. to the crack mm. that you just opened up. So it's like quicksand. Yeah, and Ahuva, but it's interesting because the juxtaposition there is that if if you're if you succumbed so much to that to what you're saying and that that you're you're so you're technology driven etc. You're going with the latest trends. It's so opposite of what a Shabbat as mm. offers if you're observant, and that could be good or bad. Right, used right. to hang so out with a friend to be like, oh man, when I worked seven days mm. a week, I don't know how I can go back. And mm-hmm. then, and then there, there's, you're saying there's some people, there are people out there, dude, they don't have to be kids, bro. They don't have to be kids, man. I know my friend logged no, it's, in it's on Shabbat team. and told me who it is. And he's like, no, but the other you people who are of any age just, oh no, I need the, I, I can't get off my phone now. It's, it has become right. my life. It has become their life. So you exist in that space. And also yeah. it's, it's, there's a lot of numbing available through our phones and through technology. And we live in a generation with a lot, a lot of pain. And yeah. it really is a, a painkiller. So for, for many reasons, people can't put it down. But I do I do see how the Torah, although so ancient in its origin, 
is so modern in its application. There are people paying thousands of dollars to go to unplugged retreats. They could hear their own selves. They could find their own souls to reconnect with self. We have this every single week built into our lifestyle. So I think that God knew, obviously God knows everything and there's no time, but that as the world evolved, evolves and becomes more technological, Shabbos becomes more and more and more relevant to preserve the soul and to preserve the self. And I think now more than ever, we need to realize we don't keep Shabbos. Shabbos keeps us. Right. That there is, there is a, there is a, I'd say total opposite approach to that mentality as well. So for example, Mm -hmm. I would kind of come back and say that there are people who, who are able to do it on their own. They're able to, to disengage and find spiritual connection Mm -hmm. through other vehicles and other outlets and other ways. But it's always through disconnecting. You can't find yourself and your soul and your inner voice while connected to all that. It's impossible. You can't meditate like that. You can't be in a therapeutic environment that it's, it's, yeah. it's impossible. I think some to people, connect are, to self people are so without scared. Disconnecting. People are just so scared of being alone with their own thoughts and feelings that yeah. you said mm-hmm. they look for anything they can to numb whatever it is that's going on. I know for mm-hmm. myself, I've had Shabbos alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at yeah. times I can sit and I can read a book and then in middle of reading for an hour or two, I'll just all of a sudden have some sort of anxiety, panic attack come in out of nowhere. Sorry for laughing. Mm-hmm. Don't laugh. It's true. I'm, I'm being um, real. Because I, re- I, I have related. I, I have I'm related. being real. Sure. I just sit in. I'll be like, oh, okay. This, um, I have to think. I am okay and comfortable with myself at this point in time doing whatever it is I'm doing. There's nowhere else mm-hmm. I need to be. There's nothing mm-hmm. else I need to be doing. I'm just being mm-hmm. present. With myself. Then my why thoughts. is your body doing? Oh, so you're saying you have to calm yourself down? Yeah, I have to. You have to calm yourself down. You're not used to it. These are you're mantras. You're not used to it. Mantras. Yeah. Have you yeah. heard mantras, Isaac? Yeah, it's you're getting off ourselves. of sugar. You're changing, getting off of sugar. Right, you're getting migraines. Your, your brain chemicals. Your thought that patterns. That it's okay that you're alone. That, exactly. That yeah. it's okay. Totally. And totally. you accept yourself. Totally. That's when people will stop and say, "Oh, that Shabbos thing. That's not really restricting anymore. That's yeah. that's Uva said. That's life." No, this is absolutely a panacea to really getting better, more more secure than insecure, developing your the insight you have to your your body and your mind, what they're saying, what they want to do, what they need. Like right. I've had jobs where I, I was out there the whole day. I had no, I I couldn't think doing installations in my tech in the tech business, and dude, I could be on the floor for sixteen hours. Nothing hurts me. I'm Superman. The second I, I'm finished with the project, I'm walking out, and all of a sudden my leg hurts and my neck hurts, and I'm oh god, everything's totally creeping up on me. And I realize, oh, now I'm more in tune with my body. And mm-hmm. or what is that saying? But to go back to what you were saying, Avery, to pivot back to what you're saying, yeah, man, dude, this alone is there's no. I wouldn't. I don't know what I'm gonna do when I meet her. The right future, Mrs. IJ, because I love Shabbat alone. I don't, I don't know if I want to go back to the crowd. Well, you could be alone spray. together. I, I don't. Is it possible, Uva? Is it possible? Can yeah, someone do sure. that? 
another person that enjoys their own company can definitely be alone together with you. And I think that is so awesome. It's almost like you go on vacation with someone and you're both reading books at the beach. You don't have to be their entertainment committee. If you're alone together. Yeah, it's true. And it takes two people that are comfortable with themselves and they're not in a lot of pain. And I think the whole thing with Shabbos is if you're, yeah, you're not going to get to a place where you can feel Shabbos recharging you and centering you unless you're not in a lot of pain. If you're in a lot of pain, you just need those painkillers, right? So yeah, I, I yeah. do think that we need to have this discussion of people are in a lot of pain and what can you do to not be in that much pain? Because when you're not in pain, there is so much beauty in being together with yourself. And when you could be together with yourself, you're most prepared to be in a relationship mm-hmm. because the codependency factor is not there. You don't need the other person. You mm-hmm. want the other person. Yeah, I see it all the time on the in the improv scene work or at least Mm -hmm. in scenes in general people who come in chastising or demeaning their partners in the scene (laughs) end up having the worst scenes end up having scenes that the connection is totally it breaks totally gone yeah Yeah. there's absolutely no connection but people who are able to they become apathetic right people are open to understanding who are number one comfortable with their self-identity by putting themselves in uncomfortable positions mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. playing uncomfortable characters, using weird, silly voices, making ridiculous gestures, which is fun and, and or really strange, acting an animal, for instance, because that's kind of what we are. But that's a yeah. character. Yeah. And people who are okay doing that and then accepting what someone else is doing, those are the people who flourish, who do the best. Mm-hmm. and kind of the opposite of the business world it's well yeah, the business world i've had, co- I've, had I've had improv coaches who do business and corporation trainings and they do say that yeah the business world is different but it depends on i'm going to use but in this instance it depends on who you're training right so yeah most corporate people are are in it for themselves. It's a mm-hmm. me world. I want to make my business flourish. But the people who do best in business and who really have a great impact true, and a true. global impact on, on the world are the people yeah. who care about other people. Yeah, the doctors true. who care about their yeah. patients, the doctor who cares about his intern and who wants to help him succeed yeah. will be the one who helps everybody else. Yeah. The more you give, yeah. the more you get back. Shark Tank. Shark Tank, you right. see it. It's all about do... Uh, oh. can, you could see it in the shark's eyes, Shark Tank and ABC. Mm-hmm. You can see it on Lori and Mr. Wonderful. If they, if you, if if you, if they, if you remind them of that kid in high school they went to, or that 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 guy that they got stuck with at the airport, or that old college girl, that's they're like, okay. I want to do the deal with you. I want to. I want to jump in. Have you ever? Yeah, had, that's what I see. Have you ever had a boss who you knew only cared about dollar bill money? Everything comes down Never. to the price. Of, <laughs> of course, right? We've yeah. all had that boss. Yeah. And have you ever had a coach or a, a coach in sports who you knew didn't care about the game, just wanted to help you develop and get better at whatever it is you're doing, a teacher, a professor, mm-hmm. you name it. That's that's what it's That's the feeling, the supportive mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. that I think people need. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been in that kind of triage. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that that coach that wants to help you and stand up the game, he doesn't need this enough inner confidence. He's not dependent on you yeah. to make him feel good, yeah. right? But the same thing in yeah. dating and in marriage. 
Mm-hmm. We need to feel whole and good about ourselves, regardless if yeah. our spouse is able to make us feel that way in that moment. Yeah. Overall, of course, we should be making our spouses feel incredible and seen and valued and whatever it is. Beautiful. And if they're talented, still talented. And if they're a go-getter, we should reflect that. We should, they should be known through us. But if there's mm-hmm. a off day where they're struggling with something or they're down or they're going through a hardship and they're not able to be a mirror back to us in the yeah, yeah, it's and that makes us very ready for a relationship. So mm-hmm. the better sense of self and confidence we have, and the more whole that we come into a relationship, any relationship, mm-hmm. right? Whether mm-hmm. it's a coach, a teacher, a job, a boss, but for sure, in dating and marriage, the more likely we're going to have a healthy marriage where we can be alone together. Yeah, it's just being able, having the ability to put your ego aside and say that I am a cog in this machine that's going to make this relationship work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd also like to hold space for another person to be going through a hard time mm-hmm. without disappearing, right? So if I only exist because you tell me I exist, then if you stop telling me I exist, I don't exist, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if my spouse, yeah. if my husband's going through a hard time and he can't see me in that moment, or yeah. he can't validate me in that moment, or he can't be that supportive love because of something he's going through. And all I could think about is how I don't know who I am anymore, then I can't even be supportive to him. I was but just I could say, I, yeah, was, I was just watching Degrassi doing a little rerun on Degrassi, and it was only season eight, I think, when they went to L.A. Degrassi takes L.A., right? I think Los Angeles. Uh, cute. It was a, it was a cute TV movie at the time. Remember remember TV movies, everybody. And so it was a four, maybe even a six part episode. It was so interesting. And yeah, so this girl Manny Manny Santos, who was one of the leads, she, they brought her back for this special. She was dating her college professor, and he was such a prick, just putting her down. And nearly two people do didn't work well together. And he, she realized that. And this guy, Jay, who used to be, he was a main character as well. He was trying to make her realize, look at you. Everyone was trying to make her realize you're different. Look at the way this guy's talking to you and putting you down. And when Jay saw it, because Jay had dated her and he, they were a great couple, probably one of the best couples in the show. He saw, he heard this stuff, but he didn't know. And then he saw her start shaking, trying to text this guy. And so he throws the, he smacks the phone out of her hand. And he's like, you shouldn't be talking to him. And she's like, yeah, well, I need to. He, he's my boyfriend. And he's, look what he's done to you. And then she just starts to cry. And then he grabbed her and gave her a hug and they got back together well, that's that's such a that's a strong partnership when you don't even need to talk about it, no bull, no BS. Just he smacked the phone and he gave her a hug and he knew what they we knew what she needed. It was a, it was great. It was great. It's, it's nice watching the the old stuff. Now now a little bit before I was saying I kind of led into the overture, I guess, of this. So there's this philosophy that you do you, and it was. This is a little bit of what we were talking about, but there's this you do you and I do me philosophy. But when you're married, 
a big chunk of ourselves are committed to our spouses, right? We have to, it, it changes. Obviously you have part of your life is going to be your spouse, your partner, mm-hmm. whatever. So what percentage do you think, holy shit, should you in your mind, just as a game plan, just to make sure it's done appropriately, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like needs to be like me time, me time, you time, you time. And we were talking about this just a few moments ago when you were saying, IJ, you could, what if you could be alone together? But give us some, I need some numbers. I don't know. What am I supposed to be husband or boyfriend for 80% of the time? And then I only get 20 or how does that work? Because I think it will lead people into a, a successful relationship. They'll be able to go into a relationship and not screw it up. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not a numbers person, honestly. It's hard to put a number. But I think I think it's these two conversations sort of blend really well into each other. Yeah. We need to be a complete person on our own. Once you're in a relationship, there's a 100% commitment. There's not 99.999% commitment. It's a hundred, You're 100% committed to be the best version of yourself in order to be in the best possible relationship with another person and to care for them and to be a safe space for them and their vulnerabilities and to grow together toward your common goals. So you're 100% self in order to be 100% committed to the relationship. And I think that the people go off because you're not, you're not giving 100% of yourself to the other person. You're giving 100% of yourself to the relationship. Mm. There's no loss of self. Mm. That is Interesting. self. To the relationship of that. Okay. So what's what's some sort of Benchmark. way you can measure your individuality mm-hmm. when it comes to being in a relationship? What are things yeah. that you need to do to stay your individual self and to really appreciate yourself? Well, I think that's a really good question. And I think that we could learn a lot from singles. Married people can look at singles. How would I do if I was single right now? Who would I be? It's mm. a great question. What would I be? Who would I be? How would I feel? What would, what would I do? be worth? What would I do? Where would I go? <laughs> what would I put energy into? Who would be around me? Who would I be around? You need to know yourself as a, as a self. Mm. Me feel exist. I mean, I, I travel alone, honestly. Not as much since I moved to Florida, but living in New York, I really felt the shortness of, of air there. And every few weeks in the winter, every three, four weeks, I would just pick up, go to Florida for two, three days. Sometimes I'd go with my husband. Often I'd go without because it's just easier not to have to make arrangements with the kids. I have no problem getting on a plane and spending Thursday to Monday alone in a hotel. Mm. No problem. Me too. I'm that also. Right, but you're single, right? So I have married friends that are, oh my God, how do you do that? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Without your, what? That's crazy. Alone? (laughs) Right? They can't. So there's lack of self right there. They become, it's it's leaving your house without your wallet and your phone. What? Mm -hmm. Where is my, what? You're not attached to me? Husband Mm -hmm. of 35 years? Right. Right. And it's also your spouse. I would, I would imagine that it's even more, more loving and more flattering and more endearing to choose your spouse, to be with your spouse over and over again when you're so okay alone. 
Whereas if you're a codependent or needy or person, I can't go without my husband. Then yeah. you're, can you come with me? Do you want me there or do you need me there? Mm. Do you want me there or do you need me there? Yes. It's different. It's it, really it's different. It's so different. It is so different. Yeah. Remember that <laughs> yeah. situation? I think it was, maybe I was dating someone. And I look back on it and I'm like, oh, wow. This was, it was a situation I was, I think I was dating someone and I was so not comfortable being seen anywhere in public. Oh, and wow. I like look back on it and I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> that was so this not was meant a, to be. a while ago, but. Oh, my God. Oh it, it, no, it just it just reflected and revealed a lot about yes. how I was thinking, and I'm sure still how I currently. It's so antithetical think. to who you are now. <laughs> Is it though? Is it oh, really? maybe. <laughs> oh, no? it's true. You're right because it just it just it 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 moved. Yeah. It it changed. It just develops. Right. It develops. It yeah. Oh, interesting. Same, yes. Yes. Right. That same. Yeah. I'd always get freaked out. People that. Well, well, in my younger, in my youth, no. In my youth, I'd find people that. Revifont creatures. They would just be creatures. I'd be like, whoa, you're a, you're a science project. Mm -hmm. But now I notice, like, whoa, it's a little too much. So, for example, we went to, where did we go? We went to this Godali Fenster event. And, yeah, there were a lot of people there who pretty much were on the spectrum, had autism or autistic, I'm sorry, Asperger's. Mm -hmm. And we knew them from some other events. And it was certainly a conversation to have with myself and, and others. My friend also had it with him. Am I going to even say hi to that guy? Because mm -hmm. not because I'm embarrassed to see myself with him, not because I'm not interested in seeing him or don't want to be affiliated with that, but mm -hmm. as part of being on the spectrum, someone is not going to get the social cue for you to kind of get away. So you can just be there trying to get women because that's all you're there for. That's all I'm there for. I'm just there for the girls. And if I was a guy, I'd be, uh, if I was a girl, I'd be there for the guys. Right. So yeah, that's that I, I, I'm still dealing with today. And, and especially since I have a bunch of non-Jewish friends that I've met over the improv year, I guess it's been that type of thing. Do I want to, would I be able to open up my life to invite these people to, a Shabbos table mm -hmm. sort of situation, bring them into my life or yeah. how much do I want to get into there? It's those thoughts creep in and I'm sure it's a similar feeling to what a, a spouse spousal relationship encounters in some sense, you know? No, you so don't. Ahuva, I think we're the same. We're really us single people are just, you were just humans. At the well, end I, the well, yeah, we're I really not. Well, that yes. Different. I, I mean, well, uh, kids, Isaac's had kids. There's nothing. That would be pretty cool. No, I always actually talk about because there's a single guy in my office. He's 49 right now. He always tries to relate to me because he really is already a father age. But for me, it's he's not that close in age because I'm older. But he's always trying to say, oh, I relate to you. I get it. I'm to you now. Dude, when you were my age, you had a kid. You were a kid, man. You were still single. So you and mm -hmm. I get the dating scene. But the reality is, is that you, you had a kid, bro. It's different. Yeah. I don't know. I think having yeah. the kid is a little bit different, but certainly we could still try to empathize and sympathize and mm -hmm. kind of relate. It's a good way to relate. It is a good way to relate. I have a yo-yo, Ahuva. Okay. Kids. Yeah. Yo-yos are I actually, I actually did it the other day. I'll tell you, I pretty much, I was hanging out at the lounge and we actually had a government come in, former government official, great guy. 
and he brought his friend who was an old an old man an old drunk so they started coming in and hanging out and uh, it was a little odd it was a little odd it just wasn't the scene wasn't uh, our typical lounge club members so we started conversing we had a great time they're they're very very religious men so i'm talking judaism they're talking catholicism and then we have another friend of mine there who was not either or just a godly person but not not religious not a religious follower and yeah he was pretty much it, it was it was quite it was quite the discussion here i totally forgot where i was going with this but anyway i was the hero and everyone was bowing down to me at the end of the night that must wow, have felt really good. Story. Yes, <laughs> I had such a great point. I I had su- I had such a intense point, and I just I was totally okay. Fine. Anyway, back to our list over here. So pretty much, what do you say, Avery? Thirty. So wait, wait. So uh, Hoover's actually really interesting here. She's saying that you shouldn't have a a number because you just need to be a hundred percent committed into the relationship as your partner would be. So that's actually really mm-hmm. interesting. That's actually really interesting. And then you were saying that we can still have our personal time as well. You can't compromise that. And that's yeah. How and I think both both thing. both parties can have that, so that there's not. I feel like when only one party needs a personal time, it could feel insulting or why do you need time away from me, right? But if yeah. both parties yeah. are full selves and they they'll both understand the need for alone time at times, whatever that means, and it's less possible in certain stages of life and small babies and things like that. But as it becomes more possible, and if people have the help that they need and the support that they need, the family around or or paid help, time. Time spent alone is so important, especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and it should be yeah. fueling the relationship. It's not to be apart. It's to recharge, so you can come back more whole to the relationship. Oh, I love that the recharge thing. Yeah, well, but we, we have a, a whole married generation who just doesn't, didn't have that. They just don't have the aptitude and proclivities for that because they, they they never it wasn't a thing it wasn't a common thing at, mm-hmm. in in the Altaheim. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so i we're still educating them in a sense Absolutely. my favorite the thing my siblings my sibling the favorite my favorite their my siblings favorite thing i say is when i go you need sounds what it sounds like darla sounds like you need me time They're, and they giggle cuz they, they don't even know what it is <laughs> let me tell you what me time is <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. That's that is maybe it is a new age thing. I think that in the when you say Alzheimer in the older generation, our parents, our grandparents, post war, no one wanted to be separate from anyone ever. Yeah, there was that intergenerational mm. trauma where you just didn't do anything alone. You stayed together. Yep. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And as we're getting further and further away from that, and we're healing that trauma, people are more okay to be independent. Mm-hmm. And to, to flourish in that way while being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And yeah. obviously these things have to be negotiated. Well, what are you doing when we're away? If there's distrust, this is not going to work. I'm talking about two healthy individuals that are loving and trust each other. I'm not talking about one spouse running off to, to go to Vegas for three days with the guys when the wife's home feeling sick to her stomach about what her husband might be doing. That is not what I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. We we uh, we we thought you alluded to that. That <laughs> yeah. Well, well, who knows? I mean, that's uh, it's. You know, da- I think there's some sort of I would say a dangerous misillusion, if that is a word. I don't even know. Some sort of dangerous illusion that may go on, which is promoted in yeshivas, and this is going to be controversial. So Isaac, take your uh, take your mm-hmm. Jewish star off. That people who are sitting and learning <laughs> get rid of for it. eight hours a day or ten hours a day or whenever they're not with their wife are doing the best thing for society, and mm-hmm. th- and ultimately end up treating their wife chop liver or whatever communities that we all know about. Right. So there's a lot of emphasis on development of self, right? Yeah. But the message is your development of self is giving your wife uh-huh. her portion in the world to come. It's not only sexist and dehumanizing, it's just, it gets such, such a, leads such a bad example for people. Yeah. So, so there's a sacrifice being made, right? So the husband is involved in self-development, yes. whether it's a, a brain mind thing, whether it's a character development thing, mm-hmm. the husband is learning all day. To me, that's self-development. Hopefully if it's done well and yeah. the wife is at home alone managing the home and the children because she really hopefully believes so deeply and so truly Mm -hmm. that what he is doing is saving the world is changing the world is bringing the shiahas is creating shifts in the universe for the betterment of all of humanity and that she is earning her phalas on olam haba through what he is doing and her job is in the home now if if really everybody believes this Mm-hmm. There shouldn't really be resentment. Hmm. It does leave the woman alone. It does leave the woman struggling. It does leave her. But mm-hmm. let's say you add $5 million a year to that story. Is she struggling? Oh, I don't know. I just know that I, I mean, I don't know anything. I, I just would think that if she had the opportunity to understand or express an opinion that mm-hmm. valued herself and what she wanted and not what the rebellion and teachers and seminaries taught her to want, that maybe mm-hmm. she would want to really fulfill her own, some sort of dream initiative that didn't involve being the breadwinner and stay at home mom or vice versa or, or a single thing. I don't know. Right. It could be, but it also could be that that is her belief system. That could be. Yeah. And if really that is her belief system, she's doing okay, even on a hard day. Because think about it, Avery. Let's yeah. say you take a woman whose husband is in real estate, and she's a lawyer, okay? And she has a nanny at home raising her children. She's also having hard days. She's also angry at her husband for not being there. She's also... Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody hurts. Avery... Oh, <laughs> Every yeah. Well, I think we so the aloneness, mm-hmm. the Russians are across us. all belief systems. The Russians are hacking us. Yeah, because you I cut, you cut in and out. Cut out on that last. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna <laughs> edit it there. Go ahead. But Avery, you understand mm-hmm. and economical mm-hmm. classes. Yeah. So it's about husbands and wives really having a good relationship and and taking the time. I want to hear what you have to say. Oh, I see. Life where you're putting in the hard work for what you believe. Because yeah. working hard 
for something that energizes you is very different than working hard for something that drains you. We're all working hard. Mm-hmm. Got to yeah. make sure it energizes yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. You're right in that sense. Yeah, but Avery, I, I could imagine your depiction exists, and I feel bad for that scenario. But I do believe that there's people in, that you've detected that just feel amazing about what they're doing. Yeah, they had a hard day. Okay. So people, I have a hard day sometimes. See eight, nine, ten clients one day, and I'm coming home, and I'm, nobody's off to me, right? Mm-hmm. But you all have hard days. We're choosing our hard. Right. But what's energizing you? What's fueling you? Overall, do you, are you living a great life? Are, are you are you proud of the life you're living? When you look back at it yeah, at 80, yeah. 90 years old, do you feel that was a life worth living? Mm. Yeah, you've got to be happy about that. That's a big thing. Totally, totally. And I just, I went through a life change recently with, did some work on boxers the house. Boxers to briefs. Right? Yeah, boxers to, I remember doing it when I eight years old, I did that change and I, I never go, I never oh. going back. I still do pull-ups. Never. I don't know if. That's oh wait, no! Thing. I actually made the switch from briefs to boxers, and then I'm now I'm back to briefs. But thanks for good, lo- good looking briefs. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure know? the audience wants to know. Wait, the briefs are exact brand. The briefs have. Wait, the briefs are. I, I gotta, I gotta, edu- I gotta educate myself on this. Okay, all the ladies out there who are thinking these promiscuous things about IJ over here just change. I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you on yeah. that. They're tight breed. Okay, anyway. Right. <laughs> okay. So now as we kind of get to Excuse our last 20, last uh, 10 minutes for sure, because we got to break the record here. And uh, whatever, maybe we'll go an hour 40. Every, no, 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 no. Well, so what are some, I know we wanted to discuss some things, some therapies, because we had a lot of users, a lot of users, a lot of followers and fans reach out and say, Whova, what kind of therapies are out there? that I could use to enhance my life, to enhance my relationship, mm-hmm. or psychedelic mm-hmm. something I should try. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to put the floor, I wanted to put that out on the floor and have you be able to converse with us about that. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's so many different modalities and type of therapy out there. And I also love to say that therapy isn't the only therapy. So I feel when we're talking about what type of experiences can I have to connect with myself and make sure that I'm a healthy self, there's so many different ways to go about that, from yoga to continued education to spirituality to therapy, right? And if we're zooming in on therapy, there are so many different types of therapy, and it depends what you might be struggling with. We were talking about somebody in pain cannot be alone with themselves and cannot recharge because they can't be alone with themselves. If somebody is dealing with that type of pain, usually there's trauma involved and regular psychotherapy can be great. There's also different modalities that really are through the body, less talking, which could be great for trauma because not everyone wants to talk through the things they've been through. And a lot of people don't even have clear memories of things that they've been through because that's a safety mechanism that our brain will shut down and not be as aware yeah, the mind, the mind totally blanks out those heavy traumas. Great therapy, honestly, has much more to do with having a good shidduch with your therapist than mm-hmm. actually what therapy you're in most of the time. If your therapy, if you went to therapy and it didn't work, you hear that, it didn't work. 
Yeah. Then you, it, was, it wasn't a good shidduch. Yeah. You need to have a good chemistry with the person. You need to feel safe because everything you're going to learn about yourself is reflected through them. And you need to feel like they're a great mirror to you and they're creating enough safety for you to be honest and vulnerable over time. It doesn't mean on the first session, it's right. dating. Right, right. Yeah. We're, so I yeah. feel like, I feel therapy nowadays is just a must. I don't see it as a luxury anymore because of the amount of pain we're in as a generation, as a society. I cannot imagine not having my session every single week, probably for like 15 years now. Mm. It helps that I'm in the field, right, to have supervision and have people that I talk to. But I just can't imagine navigating. One of the things I told a recently married friend, I literally would have been divorced 10 to 15 times already if not <laughs> been in therapy. Oh, a newly easy. married couple cannot not be in therapy. You're not getting through the difficulties of being a newlywed, especially as an older single, without being in therapy. Yeah. My husband and I got married and we were, quote, older single, please. I was 24. He was 25. But I felt ancient. Wow. I felt wow. ancient. Old. And we took all our wedding money <laughs> and we went to therapy for six months. We what? took a very expensive therapist That's crazy. in the city. And oh my we God. just, we, there was no honeymoon. This was the honeymoon. What? I look at you two and I'm yeah. like, these two were soulmates. They had no problem. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. dismayed now. Wait, what's going to happen with me? Yeah. I mean, there was nothing necessarily, happen? there wasn't anything wrong, but I wanted to make sure that we were doing it right. Mm, yeah. Like, it's a very different perspective Damn. where people wait for a crisis and then they go to couples therapy. Right. Why are you waiting for that? Yeah. You're two different people coming from different backgrounds, from different families. You're going to run into in-law stuff. You're going to run into sexual stuff. You're going to run into financial stuff. The first six months of marriage, isn't that the most vulnerable time? Shouldn't you be in a holding space where you could talk through all these things so you're not fighting about them for them? Yeah, so just some, some connection issues there. Yeah, I, I totally, yeah, no, I could, I, I. I hear that. I hear that. I, I got to process that. Gosh, man, I was cashing in on that clip of money to 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 pay off the truck or whatever, pay off the whatevers. So and hopefully you'll have enough for everything. But yeah, I do yeah. think that therapy nowadays, good therapy, and I know it's hard to find the good ones, but it's really trusting your gut, trusting your instinct, making sure that you feel safe well, safe, and heard and seen and known by the person that you're with. Yeah. And if you do have specific trauma, going for specific trauma therapy where you can help resolve that, that you could be more of a whole, safe, healed person to bring into a marriage. And then once you are married, I would totally recommend make it date night. That's what we did because we were living in Muncie. Our therapist was in the city. And we made it date night. So every Thursday night, we had therapy and dinner. And it was, it was date night. Yeah. That's cute. Avery, we should do that. <laughs> as long as you pay. <laughs> no, I was going to say, as long as you pay. Yeah. You're the city boy. I, yeah, absolutely. Whatever you have to do to, to, to better or quell the, your pathologies, yeah. Try it out. Try it out. That's what I tell people because I know our brothers and sisters yeah, out there. it's not all pathological. Yeah. Getting into well, a new true. relationship, living with someone, having to deal with their parents. Right, it's like ideal. Yeah. It's just a lot's going to come up and we don't necessarily have the tools to, to navigate those types of situations without hurting the relationship. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. It's going to come mm -hmm. up. It's normal. Mm -hmm. Can you navigate it without disrupting the relationship? It's really, really hard. It's yeah. really difficult. So I would say 
six months. Let's go. Put in those six months well, while things oh are good, God. while you still love each oh, other. Wow, yeah, you imagine that's interesting. But it's in 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 many religious communities, immigrant religious religious communities, it's verboten. It's, it's well, not twenty twenty three. So everyone just has to grow up and take care of their relationship. But the problem is, is you don't find that in that open mindedness in everybody. And that's the battle, Mm -hmm. I think, you know. Yeah. Well, those are the people that come into therapy when everything's falling apart. So it's your choice. Yeah. Okay. You come in when things are good to keep them good or you come in when things are falling apart. You choose. Yeah. You choose. You hear that? Brindy and Sprints out there who you are yeah i'm telling you yeah there was this girl on this uh, this uh, the gadale fenster event so it wasn't really his event by the way it was like it was steve eisenberg that's his name steve eisenberg and uh, gadale was the guest of honor as holy shit a hoover was at the build a bias singles mm. weekend in connecticut so, so it was, and uh, yeah, so I'm hanging out, I'm with my friend, we're, we're upstairs by the pool, we're, we're all chilling by the pool and everything, and we, this girl comes over, we st- I start talking to her, and everything's just going really well, really well. So I look at my friend, I'm like, what's wrong with this girl? I don't know, there's something wrong, I can't point it out. He's like, let, let me give it a try. So he starts talking to her, and he's, oh, he's, I've got it. What, what is it? it is it is is her ear bigger than the other? Is is her eye twitching? What is it? I can't point it out. He's like, she's a hundred percent normal. I'm like, yes, that's it. This girl was calm and adorable, no trauma, no nothing. She held it perfectly well together. But we're so used to to dealing with people who are who have a little who got a little drama going on in their life. I was I was shocked. I couldn't I couldn't tell you. She was from Philly. She was modern, probably conservative-ish. Mm-hmm. Telling you, so yeah, but maybe that's also your own stigma stigmatizing of single people. What's wrong with her that she's still around? I it was subconscious. I didn't even it was subliminal. I didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is there's? I mm-hmm. guess something. I I I think it's more the New Yorker in me. I'm I'm rough. Mm-hmm. I'm more New Yorker, but it could be that. I could be. Mm-hmm. So how about psychedelics? Should Avery join me and my company on the uh, psychedelic retreat actually in Rockland County? They're doing really? it in Rockland. That's yeah. Fun. They're doing it in, in your former alma mater over there. Cool. <laughs> They're doing it. Mm-hmm. So so what about uh Yeah, I mean psychedelics is the new therapy, right? Like, everyone's doing it now. Everybody seems to be doing it. Should you do it? Should you not do it? I guess that's a longer, very individual discussion because there are people that definitely should not do it. But for the people in my that in, that I've worked with professionally that have had psychedelic experiences while in treatment with me, not with me, but accessory treatments where we spoke about it before and they came mm-hmm. back after to integrate what happened. It has been completely life-changing for them. It has sped up their healing process a hundred times faster than it would have been otherwise. And I can't ignore that. I can't ignore the impact of what they were able to... Because sometimes you could hear something a million times, but then it finally sinks in and you're able to change your life with that information. 
it's everything since then. Everything that they know, everything that they felt, everything that they've heard, everything they've been working on, all their experiences finally just sink, sink in and they're able to change their lives. And it's, it's been amazing. It's been such an honor to journey with, with these clients. They're so brave. It is not fun. Psychedelics are not always fun. Yeah. I see it as a birth. Up. You can throw up. They're in labor. They're birthing. They're birthing themselves. And it is not fun. But no, I haven't met anyone who regrets it. I haven't met anyone that had a bad trip. I know it exists. There are people that should not do it. You have to be very careful with who you're with, the environment you're in, the intentions that you set. So much goes into making sure that it's a therapeutic experience. But the people that have done it right with good with good leadership, with good support in the right setting, I, I cannot ignore what has happened in their lives. I love that. And I have totally, totally come around to it as I kind of do a little bit more research on it and Joe Rogan talks about it a lot. And uh, yeah, look, if you got, if you got some things that you need that clarity and that sense of peace and you've been trying other things, going to therapy, doing therapeutical mm-hmm. things, you know, putting yeah. yourself out there, whatever you're doing and like, mm-hmm. you're ready to take it to the next level, you'll just know that's really the answer. You'll know when you're ready to take it to the next level and you want yeah. to make it happen and you're like, I'm ready to do this. That's when you're ready because yeah. your mind is, it's so complex and it's just pu- putting, it's just storing things, I guess, in certain cortexes of the brain. I don't know. Yeah, if that's it's a thing, also but, firing up so many neurons that are not normally all firing at the same time. Yeah. So it allows for parts of your brain to really be activated and communicate with other parts of your brain that normally don't. Yeah. So you're having a crazy experience. I heard a a psychotherapist named Heather Berlin, who's a neuroscientist at NYU. I actually saw a presentation of hers and she showed us pictures of the brain when the neural pathways are connected while on psychedelics. And she showed us mm-hmm. when they're not. And the same yeah. pathways that are connected are the same ones in your brain when you are doing something creative, singing, creating music, art. Yeah. Like improv, improv actually connects those same pathways. Funny enough. Incredible. And it takes Incredible. you out of your... Studies have shown that it limits your anxiety. It increases the amount of anxiety because it increases the amount you rely on what's called the, the middle of your brain, the... I don't know what the cerebral cortex. I don't know. I don't, I don't cerebral know. cortex, not the frontal cortex. The it's frontal lobe. The second part of your brain, and that's where the creativity spark comes from. Mm-hmm. And that's why I found it to be really fascinating and interesting. That, that, And it has, I mean, for me at least, I know firsthand, I can attest that using yeah. those cord- parts of my brain has definitely decreased my anxiety in so many areas of life by just doing more creative thinking yeah. And stuff. So yeah. maybe I mean, psychedelics can help. Who knows? Yeah. And maybe therapy is not the only therapy and psychedelics mm-hmm. are not the only psychedelics. There are ways for us to access those heightened states that don't include psychedelics. People get there through breathing and meditation and creativity and art and music and song. Sound baths are really big. I know here in Florida, they're big. 
I hope to go to one this week. There are so many ways Mm. to light up your brain and to open up these pathways that are not just psychedelics, but psychedelics just work fast and easy, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And other things are more of a a discipline that you need to learn and practice and get better and better and better at that you can actually access those states on your own. People do it through hypnosis. There's no one way. It's just a quick, not even easy. I won't say easy. It's a quick way to access that state of mind, but it's not the only way. Mm. And of course, building into your life ways that you're constantly being able to have euphoric feelings and feelings where your brain is communicating and open and and experiencing and finding pleasure and loving your life Mm. is much more important than having one psychedelic trip or 10 psychedelic trips. Like what you're doing on a constant is really where it's at. But to have these plugins once in a while, I mean, people are really seeing their lives take off in magnificent ways. Now, being that I have, being that this could be one of our last times, at least for the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. uh, Ahuva on the on the show, I have to ask you, what do you think about hookup culture? What do you think about hookup culture? <laughs> hookup culture. I yes. <laughs> or do I feel we, like we've totally discussed this? No, we we could go there again. I think. Yeah. I think. I think, I think was, reviewing it. We can do it. And oh, we talked about. Uh, we talked about That's the okay. guy. Okay, no. We recently came up on the shed because I put up some type of meme that was, I'm done with skin to skin, I need soul to soul, right? And there was a lot of comments coming in, a lot of comments, but sometimes I just need skin to skin. I don't have my soul to soul. So should I also not have skin to skin? And that's sort of hookup culture, right? I I don't have what I really, really, really want, but I could really use some contact and some even simulation of love and connection. Now, the problem is, is that we usually feel a lot worse after that type of interaction, right? So it's a bell curve. So you're feeling pretty down. You have some type of hookup. You're feeling up. And then you end up crashing down lower than how you started out. This just sort of highlights the loneliness and the disconnection. So it's anything. It's, having, it's alcohol. It's drugs. It's anything. You took it to feel better, and then you feel worse than how you started. Oh, so man. To think about. Not me. I'm but the opposite. How, you're the opposite? I think. I don't know. Better after well, a hookup? Yeah. Hey, Sally, and that good mm. singer, the, uh, we got we to gotta hook up sometime. Yeah. Maybe was there. Maybe there's a discrepancy between men and women. I think for many women that I've spoken to, they end up feeling worse after. Mm. Maybe it's different mm. for men. Maybe for men, it's just sort of like getting a chicken sandwich. Like, I think okay, it's very so accomplishing. We yeah, we take woman and then conquer. I think it's very accomplishing. Take fire and wheel. Yeah, I think it's and very accomplishing. Hunting. It's hunting, yeah. exactly yeah. right. Because we're hunters. Yeah, we we want to mm-hmm. be hunters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's let's just say, yeah. look, I close so a deal just... at work. It's the same. Th- it's I'm telling you, it's just yeah, and and even just also, I think it it's good to give the the effort a chance as well to acknowledge the effort as well. We just went to a wedding, Avery and I, and Avery saw my 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 get handed to me by these three Bukharian girls, but every every guy there said, "Wow, Held's." got game 
Now, hold on a second. No, mm. I don't think that's what I don't remember that story. Well, you as you remember you, it. I, that's how like it one happened. One of those scenes in the movies when they go to that's the dream how, picture. That's yeah, how when, when the sitcoms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when, when the when the dream <laughs> thing happens, and you're that's like, not how I remember it. That's how I know it. No, but that no that but that's how it happened. How is it? <laughs> oh wait you were at the end though you were That's at the end i remember it no that girl was like spitting on my f- spitting at me she was just spitting at yeah me. and i guess that this discrepancy between men and women is actually what leaves women feeling so empty and guys are full and then they move on where yeah. girls are is he thinking about me does he want me to come by again is he into me can this be more right so and yeah, of course yeah. i'm generalizing it could be not all girls are this but Listen, being with somebody physically causes attachment and connection for sure in women. The hormones released during physical intimacy definitely make you feel connected to the person you're with. So for girls, for sure, it's just, it's not over when it's over. There's, you're feeling more alone and more disconnected and more anxious. Should I have done that? That was dumb. Whatever the feelings are, they're usually not that great. So I so I I would say I'm getting educated now by the Fresh and Fit podcast, Kevin Samuel's community, the MGA, Massages Brotherhood of America. <laughs> no, these guys and I I actually liked one thing they had mentioned and it was that most of these girls you're mentioning, they're 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 chasing after this 5% of guys who are rush yeshiva's class, good looking. I could show you, I could, I'll tell you these guys and that guys. And they kind of ruin it. They ruin it for everybody. Those, those guys, those simps, they call them simps in the, com- in the community. Mm-hmm. Like who the bad guy is here. Cause the simps kill it mm-hmm. for all of us. They kill it for all mm-hmm. of us, man. You got the alpha and then you got these simps. So the alphas, they're chasing after the alphas and these guys are, they're, they're very, they're such a small percentage and yeah, they can have anybody they want and they're not even generally interested in a relationship because they're so up here on a certain, they're at that level where not so many people could com- commit, compete with, commit, compete on to kind of give the A-Rod J-Lo analysis. You have A-Rod who is, mm-hmm. and who would A-Rod go well with? You'd think J-Lo, but it's just, that's, that's not the case that that didn't work. And then you got women who are very empowered and they, they're very high, high valued. That's the term they use high valued women. And I think how many guys are out there past a certain age. So it's, yeah, m- more to come, more to come on, a, on another pod, but we're hit. Look, we're, we're, we, we got these, we set the record longest podcast and now we're 45. We've got the longest record now. Thank you. <laughs> Ahuva. Now uh, it's way past my bedtime. Yes. And Avery too. Avery's already <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> He has his awesome. little he has amazing. his little PJ cap it's on. Amazing. And uh, he's mad and my phone's going to die. <laughs> All right. So, Ahuva, where can the people follow you? Where can they find you for for those first timers? If you're living under a rock, you don't know who this <laughs> chick is. Yeah. Well, the same way you found me on Instagram at holy underscore underscore shed, or you can find me, email me at at gmail.com. 
and i'm ready to connect i don't know hit me up awesome people where to find us avery aka avery and ij and the podcast we talk about guys and gals getting together and passionately discussing the love the hate the adornment we have for the shidduch journey the american jewish dating system in the 21st century bro 21st century 2023 and it's a pleasure to be here with y'all and hoover thank you very much thanks Huva, for having thank me. you yeah and we'll be in touch thank about you, so you know great having you on gonna, miss you yeah we'll have if, if mm. we if we do the last episode we'll we'll have everyone we'll call up everyone they'll they'll say their fives <laughs> how i met it's they're gonna be how i met your mother at the how i met everybody else so we'll all find out how we met each other <laughs> Sounds awesome. Okay. It's been real. It's always a pleasure, guys. All right. Come visit me in Florida. We will. And we'll speak soon. All right. Take care. Good night. All right, people. Episode 98 is in the books. Avery. Avery, the people want to hear a little music and, uh, Follow us, guys, by the way, at Nobody Talks Shaduchim on Instagram. At Shaduchim pretty much everywhere else is at Shaduchim. Hmm. What do we got here on the playlist? I don't know. I don't think this is popular. What's popular? This one. This one. Avery's, like, dancing. All right. Nobody Talks Shaduchim. Where to find us? Shidduchpodcast.com, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Anything could be.